So I wanted to uh, do something a bit different. I wanted to look at God's creation tonight. And I wanted us to, I think it's very important for us to understand God completely, but also to understand us completely and our relationship in all of that thing. We need to right-size God and we also need to right-size ourselves and understand that. So, uh, as I said, I've uh, shamelessly stolen Louis Giglio's stuff, but I'm okay with that. Do you know I'm okay with, um, you steal my sermons as much as you can, and I'm going to steal everyone else's and uh, get all good ideas, um, because that is ultimately the preacher's goal, that the Word of God would go into me and go into your heart, and you would say that into other people's lives. So, anyway, that's my excuse for uh, shamelessly stealing Louis, Pastor Louis. Okay, so... The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Ding. That's us. That's the Milky Way galaxy. That's where we live. That's what scientists have put together. Consists of billions of stars. Not hundreds, not thousands, millions. Not millions, sorry, not millions, billions of stars in just our tiny little galaxy. And the galaxy in which we live is absolutely enormous. Absolutely enormous. It is so big that we can't measure it in kilometres. It has to be measured in what is called light years. Light years. Do you want me to swap back to the other one? Okay. Okay. Light years. Does anyone know how fast a light year is? No, we're all guessing. That's all right. The universe in which God is created is so big that we had to use the measure of one light year. And light travels at 300,000 kilometers a second. 300,000 kilometers a second. A light year is 9.5 trillion kilometers in a year 9.5 trillion that's the unit of measure that we have to use in god's universe and even then it's actually not quite adequate to describe how big it is as scientists um say there are hundreds of billions of galaxies in the known universe and that is billions of light years apart first off here we go the hourglass nebula beautiful absolutely beautiful magnificent universe that we live in. We've got the Helix Nebula. We've got the Stardust Ring. It's kind of like Mordor. (laughs) The eye is always watching. The Sombrero Galaxy. Just part of the universe in which we live. Just absolutely beautiful. Sombrero Galaxy is 28 million light years out. If you're good at maths, anyone here? 28 million times 9.5 trillion kilometers, you'll work out how far out that is. But we'll just go with 28 million. So 28 million kilometers out, uh, 28 million light years out, we get this galaxy called the Whirlpool Galaxy. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Let's meet our nearest neighbour, Andromeda. Anyone know that? Nearest neighbour, Andromeda? 
nearest galaxy. And we can actually see this galaxy with our naked eye in the sky. Don't ask me where, because I couldn't tell you. But as you look up there, I'm sure you can see it. It came up in the news a few years ago because we found out quite uh, shockingly that it's racing towards our solar system at the space of 300 kilometres a second coming towards us. And uh, it's found to be what is called a cannibal galaxy. So everything in its way, it just chews up and eats up and destroys. And so it's quite horrifying that it's coming at us at one million kilometres an hour. Quite concerning, really. And Sinus said that actually it will at some point chew up our solar system and destroy everything in it. So if you're here in 2.5 billion years, <laughs> might be a concern. Our sun. Obviously our nearest star, the sun. If you think it's hot in Townsville, and it is, the sun's surface is 5,500 degrees Celsius. At its core, 13 million degrees Celsius. Stinking hot. I thought it was hot here in January. I thought it was hot here in October. <laughs> Who's turned their aircons on already? Crazy. We have, sorry, I shouldn't, yeah, we have, yeah, I'm just saying. The sun produces enough energy in one second to meet the world's energy needs for millions of years. One second. And it's 150 million kilometres from Earth. And yet it takes a beam of light eight minutes to get here from the sun. 150 million kilometres away. I feel like I should be doing some Star Trek thing. <laughs> says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible says that he just spoke all of this into creation. And it's important for us tonight to understand that, that to right-size God in our minds. When God says he can do something, he can do it. The God that creates this stuff can just speak it into existence, can handle our problems. If he says he can do it, he can do it. If his word spoken out in the Bible, spoken out into our problems, into our issues, if he can speak into our lives and say, I've got it, I've got it covered, I think we can trust him that he can do what he says he will do. I like that because I don't know about you, but sometimes I want a defender in my corner. Someone who will go in for bat for me. That God who made this stuff is your defender. He's in your corner. He's going in to bat for you. Joel, he's going in to bat for your dad. Going in to bat for you guys in recovery. We're all in recovery, don't we? You know, I feel like there's no line. I, I, I don't mean to downplay your stuff. I know your stuff's big, but I feel like, you know, I've got as much issues sometimes too. Like, I, I feel like we're all sinners. Or we all sin, don't we? We're all tempted. God is on our side. God comes in to bat for us. He's our protector. And when God finished creating the, the heavens, he started creating the earth. He created these creatures, 
said he created the creatures that live in the ocean. He's right down deep in the, the bottom of the ocean. And this one too. Looks like my mother-in-law. Sorry, did I say that in an outside voice? Sorry. I'm joking. Can we delete that from there? I'm actually quite afraid of my mother-in-law. Okay. And uh, probably should be if I keep saying things like that. Then, God, then it says in the Bible in creation story that it creates the, the creatures of the sky. Magnificent. I love driving around Townsville and seeing these guys in the air. Aren't they just magnificent? You've got so many birds up here that are just magnificent. It says he then goes on to create the creatures of the land. One of my favourite. I love ants. God does all this. God creates the universe. He creates the world. He creates the creatures that are in it. God creates animals that can fly, animals that can survive by breathing water. He creates cows, dogs. Still up for debate if he created cats. We're not sure. <laughs> May think that is the work of the devil. We're just not sure. I can't find that in the Bible, but I'm pretty confident. He gets a bit tired, he's slipping up, it's day six, he puts a duck and a, an otter together and so, yeah, we've got the platypus, he's just, yeah, so but that's all right, he, he put it down the back of Australia hoping no one would notice, we've got the platypus. Joking on that one. Um, God creates all this magnificent stuff. If you don't think you're magnificently made, you need to just look at, just have a look at yourself. Just everything about you is magnificent. God creates all this amazing stuff, the stars, the planets, the creatures, all weird and wonderful stuff. And then he comes to creating us. God says in Genesis 1.26, let's make people in our image. In our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth and over all the creatures that move along the ground. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. If you didn't get it, he's repeating it so you get it. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. I love this picture here. And I kind of get this picture that Amongst all the angels and, and uh, you know, they're all the, the sitting around and uh, they've just created those galaxies and they're throwing out words going and the galaxies are exploding into existence. It creates all these great creatures, even the platypus. As we said, we're not sure about the cat, but definitely the platypus. All this magnificent stuff. And he goes, hey, fellas. Let's do something special. Let's create humans. And I see that when God creates them, he goes, he, it's like he looks back on day seven and goes, wow, I need to take a breath here. 
this spectacular. The Bible says that He created everything according to their own kind. But when it came time to create us, who does He say we're created in the image of? Himself. Universe, galaxies, animals, whatever. But when it comes to us, He says, I'm going to put my fingerprint on. You and I are different. We stand out amongst all of creation and God took a special interest when He made us. That was you and me at one point. I don't know about you, but it is absolutely magnificent. I, I think, Jesse and Gemma, I just think you're going to have an amazing time. Seeing a child born, have you seen a child born? Just amazing. To see a life come into the world. Do you know I've seen thousands? I have never ceased to be amazed when they come out. They're just amazing. Just amazing. Psalm 139 says this. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Actually, you can put that picture back up if you want, Rob, thanks. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. You saw, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. From the beginning of time, God created you to be here, to be exactly where you are. All your days are planned out. Before you were born, God was in excitement waiting for you to arrive. Do you, can you think of that? Before the beginning of time, God was, in, was absolutely excited to see you arrive. Scott, before you were born, God went, I cannot wait for Scott to come. He knew what eye colour you would have. He knew what personality he would give you. He knew what hair colour you'd have. He planned everything about you and he thought it was fantastic. Some of you think your hair colour can be better and change that. Think you know better than God? I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I was more saying that for Paula actually. If she could save me some money getting a hair dyed, that'd be good. I'm joking, I'm joking. I was joking. You are absolutely unique. You are special to God. You have been designed by God. And I've heard this before, and I want to say it again. God doesn't make junk. There are no mistakes in God's kingdom. He didn't make you and go, oops, my bad. 
Better stick that down the back with a platypus somewhere. I wouldn't put it with the cat because that's just too cruel. Are there cat lovers in the room? Sorry. Awkward. Zip it, yappy. Okay. Psalm 139. I really pray that we all can um, say these words and mean them from our heart. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I would love each of us to be able to say that about ourselves with absolute confidence. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well. Picture of my niece from a couple of years ago, Jessica. She was the first child in our family. Loved her. We got to mind her quite often. Just loved having Jess at home. That is your cousin, Josh. Just a beautiful child. I don't know what you see when you look at her or a child, Zane, when he runs around. Just have to pat his little head. It's so soft. It's like soft fur or something. It's just great. <laughs> Finally, they ma- it's like a cat. It's soft <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> oh, get behind me, Satan. Okay. Rub that head. It's just gorgeous. Have a look at Jessica there. Zane or any of the children. When you look at a really young child, newborn, serenity, I bet you there is no one here in this room that has trouble thinking that she's special, unique, loved, lovable, has all the potential and future in the world. We look at children with excitement thinking of all they could be. At one point, That was you. At one point, someone looked at you, someone's arms, and said, wow, look at all the potential. Look at all they could be and looked at it with excitement for what you could be. God looked at you and was excited. Excited for all you could be, all you could become. Looked at your life with hope. Dreams, dreams for a future. That was you. That was me. I think sometimes we forget that. Rick Warren writes, God made us all a unique mix of gifts, passions, abilities, personalities and experiences. And he gave us an irrepressible desire to express our uniqueness. And when we can't express that uniqueness, it produces frustration, dissatisfaction and boredom. When I hear that, for me, it reminds me of the verse John 10.10. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. 
Jesus comes so that you may have life to the full. He comes so that you can express your gifts, your passions, your abilities, your personality vibrantly. I think of all the incredible stuff in creation, heaven and on earth, and Jesus says of all of it, you are his masterpiece. One of my favorite verses describing us, that you are his masterpiece. Like all the artists of old, all the things they picked, they created and painted, the sculptures of Michelangelo and all those guys and Rembrandts and all those fantastic um, creations. And one, they go, that is my very best work. It's my masterpiece. And God has created these incredible galaxies that are so far apart that you and I will never be able to get there, even if we started from the day we were born. They are millions and billions of light years apart. And that's our known galaxies. We've got no idea how big the universe is. We don't even understand the universe. Not a bit. You talk to any physics dudes. Uh, Astrophysics, what are those guys? There's this matter they don't even know. They can't describe it. There's not enough energy in the universe. It doesn't balance up. And so they have to create these words like dark matter. And We don't understand it. It's so magnificent that our smartest thinkers can't get their heads around it. The distances we can't get our heads around. I can't get my head around something that travels at 300,000 kilometers a second. The beauty of these galaxies that are well beyond what our eyes can see. And there's more to discover And God says, of all of that and all the magnificence of this world, a pink desert rose, whatever, the beauty of a a smell and the scent of a rose, of all of that amazing stuff, God says, you are his masterpiece. The best of the best. The top gun. And he puts his fingerprint on you. You are his masterpiece. Tonight I said I wanted you to understand two things and get your perspective right on two things. God is magnificent. He is majestic. He is powerful. He is creative. He is awe-inspiring. And he is worthy to be praised. And the Bible says that the universe declares his glory shouts his praise and the other thing that I want you to understand and put yourself into perspective that of all creation God is focused on you the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy but God says I can beat that I've come that you may have life and have life to the full If you don't think you're important to God, then you're believing a lie. If you don't think you have value or that you are special, 
you are believing a lie. The thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. God comes so that you may have life in abundance. I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. doesn't matter how you are made. God has blessed your life and ordained you into being. You were created in the image of God. God is your father. As well as your earthly mum and dad. And the thing I just want to wrap up with tonight, and the group can come back. For me, that has got to change how you act and behave, hasn't it? If you know there is a God out there who is powerful and who loves you, that has got to change you. You've got to change how you respond to him. It's got to change how you respond to others. When someone does something that you don't like, hang on, God loves them too. And so tonight, as the team plays, I want to give you a chance to respond to some of this stuff. To put God in his right place in your life as number one. I tell you now, the God that created that universe and the galaxy, if he says he's the only God around, I believe, I believe him. And he does. And the one thing I love about our God, more than all the other stated religions and gods, is our God says, if you don't believe me, just ask. Test me. I'm, I, I'm okay with that. Ask me. I'll show you that I am true. I'll show you that I'm the real deal. And I want to encourage you tonight to ask God. Ask Him. God, I've lived so long without you. I just need to know that you're out there. And I'd ask that you make yourself known. Respond to Him. And it's also got to change the way you view yourself that you're a value, that you're a worthwhile human being, that you are loved, that you are special, that you have gifts and abilities, that you are precious, that you're a masterpiece. You're exactly who God created you to be. And sometimes we do need to come to God and say, God, I'm carrying so much junk and baggage that I just I feel like this masterpiece is painted with mud and I just need you to clean it off so that we we can see the masterpiece again. And if that's you, I want you to respond. The God that creates all this, it requires a response from us. I'm just going to pray. God, you are truly a magnificent God. The very fact that you can create all of this and much more that we are yet to know about you are mind-blowingly amazing. And the fact then that you create us in your image and you invest in us and when we get it wrong and we mess up 
your perfect creation. You didn't just go, get lost, or things like stuff, stuff, whatever, you know, just let them have it then. You didn't. When we messed up, you sent your son to die for us. You've never given up on us. God, you are so amazing. And we want to respond to that. We want to know the awesomeness of you. We want to worship you. And we also want to see ourselves through your eyes. Help us right now as we come. Holy Spirit, move. Help us to see ourselves as you see us. Respond.